Welcome to New Realms Nightmares, episode four. Hello, hello, everybody. <laughs> this is New Realms Nightmares. Woo! We love that. This is our episode four. <laughs> A lot of spooky sounds going around today. Is this the no. last spooky episode? This is the last spooky episode before the Halloween special. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're wrapping up Halloween. <laughs> yes, we are. Tonight? What'd you say? Is there a full moon it's tonight? It's the new moon tonight. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> we We're chaotic today. Wolves and Dracula. You want to suck my blood, bro? What? <laughs> Yo, can we get behind Dracula being 100% gay? Like, all he does is want to suck shit? Like, come on. <laughs> We've been known. I'm just saying, like, uh, come on, bro. Like, that that you feed off of, like, sucking on things? Like, come on. Listen, I don't want to assume his sexuality, assume. but... He's sussy. But, uh, yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty <laughs> sus, if we're going to be honest. Anybody that says they've been turned into a vampire, I've never seen the bite on their neck. So, I don't know. I don't, I'm just saying, I don't know where that bite is. Really I mean, he's is, down but... to get a hickey, obviously. But he's like, I don't the suck your blood. Like, come on, bro. Christian, don't kink shame. I'm not kink shaming. <laughs> I'm just saying, Dracula, be honest. Be who you are. We love you, baby. Well, did he ever say he was straight, though? He never Wait, said he was straight. I mean, I got true. an idea. Maybe he does suck it from the Wiener because when he says that, it turns him on. They get a boner. He sucks where the blood goes. Oh, oh, where's the most blood? Yeah. He's prioritizing. We, oh my god, we're All cracking right. the case. Dracula <laughs> wow. exposed. Uh, Conspiracy one solved. Case I'm, closed. Oh my god, imagine That's he it. fucking... Never mind. I'm not gonna go into it. Go draw some weird vampire fan art. How about that? <laughs> who's the, who's we the want have all the fan fiction. Yeah. All right, listen. Of Christian and Dracula. Oh my god, if someone draws a fanfic of me and Dracula, I will literally put it as my uh, background on my phone. <laughs> he would, too. Mm-hmm. So before we get into this week's verses, which we're actually going to switch it up, and we're not going to do a versus the date, we want to do a special last spooky episode, Would You Rather. Uh-huh. But before we do that, we want to talk about last week. Last week... I don't know who it was. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it was, be honest. was, uh, Babadook? was it Babadook and Freddy? It was Babadook I mean, versus uh, Fre- Freddy, right? Yeah, no. yeah. 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 Babadook versus Freddy. And I'm going to be honest. I didn't even look at it. Hold on. Wow, way to go, Christian. I'm sorry. I I'm dropped the fake. fucking ball. I'm fake. sorry. Yo. He's a fake fan. I'm sorry. But to be honest, I think we all knew who was going to win anyway. It was Freddy. Our king. Three, Mr. two, one. Babadook. Babadook 71%. Babadook. Wow, 71%. And we had lots of votes. I was gonna say if it's a seventy-one percent, there has mm-hmm. to be a decent amount of votes. Yeah. How many? How many did we get? I don't think we should disclose the number, <laughs> but it would <laughs> believe me when I say it was a lot of votes. Wow. Um, it was just us. It, honestly, it had to be at least one hundred, so we got that odd <laughs> yeah, number with the seventy-one. Exactly. Yeah. There was at least more than five people. <laughs> Christian, nobody will know. Just shake your head. Was it more than eight? <laughs> So there you have it. Um, <laughs> that settles the score. We're good. Exactly. And if you guys want to be a part of this week's Would You Rather, don't forget to follow us on um, Instagram mm-hmm. and be posting our stories Wait, at New Realms Podcast. How many followers we have on Instagram? Oh, my God. Big update. Big update, y'all. If you haven't joined the giveaway, 
you have two more days to do so while you're hearing this. Two more days. Y'all, this was going to oh, be... Oh, yeah, it's true, true. Yeah. This was a giveaway when we reached 100 followers. Mm-hmm. We, we are now... We didn't have 100 followers. No, we're at we like 80. yeah. And now we're at 197 followers. Oh, so we're at 197 followers. The family and you know what grown. that means? We got fake fans. They just want the giveaway because they're not <laughs> voting in the cast, bro. I mean, if you guys want to participate, we want you guys to participate. So please vote in the polls, please. We love the we feedback. Love we love to hear what you guys think, what you guys have to say. So Next giveaway. You have to quote your favorite quote from one of us. <laughs> oh my god, that's iconic. That's, that's actually iconic. smart. All right, we're gonna do that. One hundred percent. Also, limit twenty. Yes, we're limiting the entries for sure. Mister One Eighty, you know exactly who you are. <laughs> Damn, um, calling people. I'm calling someone out. I don't care. Anyways, oh my god, that's so funny. All right, so this week, the would, would you rather? You rather? It's spicy. It's spooky. Who's gonna announce it? Girl, did All you right. forget it? Would no. you rather? I definitely forgot. Would you rather get seduced by the three witches Wait, from? We didn't agree on this. We didn't agree on this one. Anthony, that was supposed to be for next week. Oh, That's next week is the reverse. We should do who? Who's the the baddest? She go. Okay. Yes. Or she go. <laughs> she goes. The only answer. She-go. Like. It, I don't think we should get into it because honestly, Shigo was my sexual awakening and sexual de awakening at the same time. So. Same. <laughs> All right. Would you rather, yes. uh, Anthony? Would you rather stay a week in the Conjuring House, Oof. or no. deal with jump scares that you will never know when it's coming for a month? Okay, but like, what kind of jump scares? Like, is it like boo, or is it like you no. know someone trying to kill me? Are they like actually someone... scary jump scares? Or yeah, they just scary to... jump. Yeah, scares? I think someone oh, okay. jumping out like costume knife scary. i mean oh wow when my cousin went to my house in like a wizard outfit i got scared so <laughs> i don't think i could actually like heal if i had jump scares for a month because <laughs> i was traumatized that would be the heart attack that takes christian out by the way i was like 13 when that happened like i wasn't like a kid like i was i was traumatized i know oh my god that's so <laughs> um so I think I'm gonna live in a conjuring house probably for a week. Um, <laughs> I say probably because I'm probably gonna end up dead by a heart attack. I probably won't be able to You're sleep. You're fucked either way. Yeah, like... I'm honestly fucked either way. My heart can't take it. It's the you know Imagine... the fatness. <laughs> you do, so you pick like the jump scares right, and yeah. you're sleeping. And all of a sudden you wake up to one. Okay, if someone I, that happens to me anyway with my sleep. Just paralysis. like I was say that. just like somebody like hovering over you. I, I mean, that's I literally, literally every night with me. I would like faint. I don't know what I would do. I would be so scared. Like I would, like you, can't, you'd be I petrified. You probably like scream, but you can't really scream. You know, oh, ever had that's that? The worst. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's gonna be you. Me, I would legitimately release all bodily fluids. <laughs> that's how I feel. I like, feel like I would just instantly like, actually like shit myself. It, it's quite literally like it feels like. Um, you know your response when you have adrenaline that gets pumped in, like your fight or flight? Yes. It, it releases all your bodily fluids because that it tells your body, like, oh, it's time to fuck shit up. Yeah. Like, either fight or flight right now. And so I feel like that's exactly what would happen to me, but I wouldn't fight or flight. I'd just stay still. You'd freeze. So I'd be, sh- like, living in my shit and piss at that point. <laughs> the oh third F, the freeze. <laughs> the freeze. Mm. Yeah, it's real. It's a trauma response. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. I thought it was third F. Like so, it. what do you guys think? Are we Should we do, a, like, a one, two, like, a countdown? I know you already said yours. 
Uh, or should we just go around? Just, let's just, just go, go around. around. Yeah. What about you, man? Me? This is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. I like the jump scares because yeah. I think it could it could really go any way. You know? <laughs> it you could, won't even go to a haunted house. Well, this is what I'm saying. I, it could either be one like I get jump scared once, and then it's just pure psychology from there, and they never never scare me again. Exactly. In the back of my head, I'm like they're gonna fucking do it, and I'm looking over my shoulder every second. <laughs> or I can go to the Conjuring house for a week. And I've always wanted to go to a haunted house and sleep the night. I don't know about a week, <laughs> but a night. He won't go to haunted houses, but he wants to go to the Conjuring house. And get He'll go to a real Wait, haunted house. Oh, you're by yourself in the house for the week, right? Yeah, you're by, yeah. Are you like totally locked in? Like yeah, can't leave yeah, during the day? Alone? I I feel like it would be the four of us together. No, or whoever. No. You're by yourself. Whoever chooses to go. No, you're by yourself. <laughs> you're by yourself, girl. Locked in. Oh. No food. Because we're not no all water. getting jump scared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. This is my thing. If you, no if water, you go no and... food, fend for yourself. <laughs> by yeah. the way, if you choose jump scare, I'm not fucking hanging out with you because I refuse to get jump scared <laughs> with you by association. <laughs> That's actually true. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the house yeah, for the same. week. I'm doing the house for the week. Oh my god. Anthony, what you got? Um, I think I'll just pick the jump scares because I'll just get used to it. I thought that too. I was like, after a while, you'd be like, oh, here we go again. And I don't and really, really like. Affected. They don't really bother me that much. I just hate them. Because I'm just like, oh, that's a cheap scare. I just get mad, yeah. Yeah. But I'll be too scared to wake up, honestly. I'll just wake up with my eyes closed and keep them closed. <laughs> and I'll be looking out the side of his eye. Yeah. Like, if you never open your eyes, you'll never get jump scared. That is not true. That's a hack. Touch you and like yell. Audio. Like, they can molest you. you. So <laughs> I'll put in earplugs. <laughs> you have other senses. I'll put earplugs in. That's it. They can't jump scare you with like your vision, so they jump scare you by touching you. What if, like, what if you're okay. at school? Wait a minute. I changed my mind. I'm doing the month jump scares and i'm i'm gonna put myself into a medical induced coma for a month <laughs> god <laughs> can't do no that. what no. i'm hacking the system no there's no hacking no system no i won how, <laughs> wait how'd you get into a medically induced coma i know a guy all right well i know a woman her name is barbara and she will heal you <laughs> barbara will fucking rip you right out of yep. that shit <laughs> i won you got me there you got me there <laughs> What are you picking, Anthony? You picking jump scares for jump scares yeah. for sure? Yeah, Bulliana, yeah. I like it. That week would be equivalent to a month to me. Oh no, worries. It wasn't my turn. I'm kidding. <laughs> you were still thinking. I'd be too scared. Okay, I would pick the Conjuring House, and I would yeah. stay there for a week because I am confident in my spiritual abilities that I have enough spiritual armor Boy. against any sort of negative entity. And I'd be able to protect myself and whoa, feel whoa, whoa. at peace. We never said you could bring your crystals. Yeah, that's... I wouldn't have any crystals. No. I don't need my crystals. All that <laughs> stuff is out the window. That it's just you my get mind. in possessed. It's literally just my mind. You get in possessed. That was not one of the stipulations of staying in the Conjuring house. <laughs> that is now. What you getting possessed? I mean, basically, I I assumed I'm getting possessed. <laughs> Oh my god! Honestly, they would I be can't. so that's this so embarrassing. All right, like uh, they're gonna like take over my body and then be like, oh, it's, it's so it's like I'm so slow, okay, like, I'm so tired all the time. I'm so tired. Like I'm out. Like if this is gonna be like Emily Rose, the exorcism, and I'm gonna have to throw up, <laughs> I'll pick the jump scares for fun. <laughs> Possessed or not, I'm not throwing. Up. <laughs> I can't. I can't handle that. You will the ghost to get out of your body because of your hatred for throwing up. <laughs> well, would I rather throw up or do both of these things combined for like 10 years plus? I would do the combined for 10 years plus. That's I can't. wild. I'm just trying to spend a night with Dracula. So. 
Hey, yo, what's up? Hey, so I heard down. Great band, boy. Hey, oh yo. Mm. So what are you doing then, Juliana? Which one? The Conjuring House. Yeah. You are? You're yeah. definitely going to? Yeah. yeah, I would do it. Yeah. All, right. All right. You have to get possessed and throw up. <laughs> <laughs> if your name's Juliana, you have to get possessed. Okay, I'll pick option C. Kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, In the Conjuring you could, House. You yeah. could. There's no rule against not killing yourself. I mean, that's true. Then I mean, Bobby, the new one, the new thing that possesses people. And that's iconic. That's boss babe vibes. Would be that everyone has to throw up always. Oh my, we love that. Ew. Okay. See, I'm gonna be the person in the on the haunted houses that haunts the ghosts, but while I'm living, so they're gonna want to leave, and then it won't be haunted anymore, and then I'll be chilling for the rest I, of the week. I feel like I would annoy them so much. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I would keep talking and like bringing up conversations about like some random shit, like <laughs> Hillary Duff or like Lizzie McGuire, and they would just be so pissed at me, and like to the point of like I can't haunt this house anymore. He's fucking annoying. He talks. <laughs> He's like blasting like what dreams are made of at 3 a.m. Like oh I can't do it. God. I would just walk around naked and the ghost would never come near me. <laughs> They'd stay away. I mean, I, I walk around naked in my, around my house. I I do have a ghost in my house. I wonder if he sees it. There's a book I called... I feel bad for that ghost. Uh, oh. I think it's called like, do my like loved ones watch me shower or something like that? Like, pa- <gasps> like passed on like ghosts. Absolutely. They better not. I always think about that. Grandma... Yeah. I swear, you better not be looking. <laughs> Don't be I mean, in the if house. She's, if she's there for the shower, I mean, God only knows what else she's witnessed. She. <laughs> Let's just say she's witnessed. She's Dracula. holding the cross against my head right now. <laughs> okay, conspiracies. All right. So wait. So would you rather one week in the Conjuring house or one month getting jump scared, but you never know when it's gonna happen? And let us know. Mm-hmm, on let Instagram. us know. I was like, didn't we just no, answer the worst? <laughs> we want to do so a recap confused. for the people. Yeah. I know. I'm the sorry. Wor- imagine this is the worst. You pick a month of jump scares, never happens <laughs> until <laughs> the last. That's day. what I'm saying. Oh my god, it could be the so blue devious. balls. That's my thing. <laughs> At least in the ha- in the Conjuring house, I know I'm gonna. I know something's gonna happen. Exactly. I'm gonna hear a noise or something. At least I think. Yeah, the I unknown is more scary. Yeah, like I'll I'll yeah. never know what I'm gonna get. If I even do, mm-hmm. yeah. you can never ever. And that's why I don't and like. Horror never films. getting jump scared would be worse than getting jump scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. why I don't like horror films because it's the anticipation of the jump scare, not the jump scare itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. I think that's probably the worst thing that could happen. If like the entire month I'm on edge and then all of a sudden nothing happened. I'd be pissed because mm-hmm. I just wasted a month of my life having ulcers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let right. us know what you guys think. And we'll share our, our favorite um, reactions to it. Yeah, that'd be fun. We'll mm-hmm. share our favorite reaction. So let us know. All right. Hell yeah. Now, it's conspiracy talk. Conspiracies. Conspiracy number one. Anthony, you want to take it away? Yeah, I'll take it. All right. My oh, conspiracy. <laughs> Is Will from Stranger Things is the thumb thumb from Spy Kids? I know you're fucking around with me. No kidding. Oh, Wait, first that of was... all, how the fuck you pull that out of your asshole? I, know, I, I had like, that in my head this entire time. Wait, that I really thought that was your theory. I really no. thought that was your theory, and I'm like, what? I, I was, in I was like, world? you know what? He might be right. I was really thinking that. <laughs> That's funny. Damn, James takes nothing to persuade him, apparently. <laughs> I, I'd like to think Christian outside the box. Christian had some concern on his face. I'm yeah. just like, how is that even possible? Because like, you looked so legitimate I when know. you said okay. that. Ready? Hear, hear me out on this. You guys saw Hubie Halloween. The yeah. kid Will was in Hubie Halloween, right? Yeah. He became Adam Sandler's... Uh, his was step, he? His oh, yeah. after At the end? He yeah. was a dick, right? At the end... No, he was nice. No, he was nice. Oh. At the end, him... I'm going to call him Will. 
at the end of Hubie Halloween, Will was bald because he, for a Halloween costume. Oh, yeah. He was bald. So picture that. Without his hair, he looks like a thumb thumb. I'm giving it to Anthony. <laughs> I'm giving it to Anthony. I'll pull that picture up right now and I'll show you. He's a thumb thumb. You know why I thought he was a thumb thumb from the picture? Remember they said Will in the car and this is what he sees? You see Will oh, yeah. crying, but all he yeah. sees in the back of his head, he looks like what a thumb. What Mike sees when yeah. he was crying? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Get on with your real conspiracy. Right, yeah. This is called The Dancing Plague of 1518. Ooh. Ooh. I think I've heard of this one. So... It was July of 1518 in Strasbourg. A woman known as Frau Trophea. I think that's how you say Why her name. I think I don't like normal. I, every time, no what? matter what. Wait, where was this? She said Strasbourg. Where's that? Strasbourg. Is that Germany or something? That sounds like a German. That name. sounds like a German. Strasbourg. Well, that's why the name is different. Before, or maybe Scandinavian. Like so uh, this lady started silently dancing in the middle of her town over a course of the week. Okay, same. So she continued to dance in the middle of the town. Three dozen people joined in slowly, and the bystanders who saw this, uh, the people were not enjoy- said they were not enjoying themselves, and they looked very distressed and unable to stop moving. So a flash mob. This sounds yeah. like something you see in the city, or like in Hocus Pocus one when they did the spell on <clears> the parents, but they yeah. were actually happy doing it. To be honest, yeah. But. <laughs> But she was just definitely swingers. One thousand percent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Try to join in. Uh, <laughs> My pineapple's up. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm kidding. <laughs> She's like, no. So over a course of a week, a dozen people joined in, and they could not stop dancing, and they looked very distressed. And doctors showed up, and they and they said. Maybe perhaps they have really hot blood, and the best solution was to dance even faster to get it out of their system. That's what they told people. Yo, they got, no wonder they had plagues and shit back then. They fucking have <laughs> the, the worst doctors I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry. It, you couldn't stop dancing? Because yeah. um, uh, you're hot blood. He's an ice pack, but this shit on your forehead. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, this don't, the shit don't add up. I yeah. mean, like, it's, it's probably like a psychosomatic thing. Okay. You're a nerd, bro. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? I'm just so like confused why this lady was dancing for over a week and not stopping. Wait, she danced for a week straight? Yeah, they did not stop. Oh my god, that's a that's, that's what I'm shit. saying. Like, I feel like it's like people probably are, are thinking like, oh, they're possessed, and that's why they're dancing for a week. Like, it just reminds me. Do you know that uh, Lady Gaga video? It was like it looks like she's dancing like in a commercial, and she's like doing this, like it's like a <laughs> like a what's it called? Uh, um, hemorrhoid commercial. Oh, <laughs> like you know, like you know, you know, like the hemorrhoid cream like commercials or something. Yeah, like yeah. someone's just like dancing, and like there's like a is it Lady Gaga or Nicole Kidman or something like that. Someone's just like randomly dancing, and that's I, I just keep seeing that in my oh head. Oh my god, I've never so seen random. that. I'm gonna be honest. Hmm? I've never seen that. Oh, I gotta show you guys. <laughs> keep going. Well, okay. So they told them they had to dance even faster to get it out of their system. So what the town did was they brought in mus- musicians and they had a, ba- a live band play, which made the problem even worse. So since there was a performance, more people joined in and were, were unable to stop dancing. This went on for four months, tallying a total of 400 victims. Oh my god! With people breaking their bones, collapsing, and even dying of exhaustion. What? Wow. Yeah. Damn. 
So finally, in September, several of the men from the town began carrying the people who were still dancing up to a top of the mountain where they prayed over them, and then they stopped. They assumed they stopped dancing. Wait, they stopped once they brought them to the mountain? And prayed over them. They prayed over hella who prayed? Sus. people who were dancing. That's hella no, so they brought so people carried them to the top of the mountain and prayed over them, and then they stopped. Oh wow! Yeah, they beat the devil out of them. So <laughs> people of the time believe that Saint Bitest can curse people to to the dancing plague, and even till they were dead. So that's that's what they were thinking, and the historical guesses were that it was a cult that danced until they were dead, just to prove a point, or it was moldy bread. To cause people mm. to hallucinate. Mm, oh, so they okay. were no, nobody was actually ever dancing. No, they were dancing. Oh, the people dancing were hallucinating. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. I and feel that like that's it. always something that comes up from things that are from like hundreds of years ago. They're like, oh yeah, it had to be mold or some sort of bad mushroom or something, and that's why this happened. Like, remember the what were those things called that I talked about? Where they we, there was like sun dogs. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, it was yeah in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh yeah, it had to be like bad crops, and everyone was just because there was no yeah, because they have no idea what it was. Yeah, they had no explanation. They have no, you know, what are you gonna say? You had to have some type of explanation to like Mm -hmm. calm people down. So yeah, they just labeled it as mass hysteria. I mean, that sounds like the witch trials, honestly. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, imagine just people dancing for four months straight and just dying. And that's my thing. Like, that's why I feel like it has to be something else because it's, like, against human nature, in my opinion, to do that to yourself, to do something like that until you're literally dead for one yeah, straight. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. it's very hard to, like, have your body just continue. Yeah, it goes against all of your instincts, in my opinion. Well, I mean, if there were a cult, like, I'm, I'm kind of going towards the cult thing, to be honest with you. I think it was people trying to prove a point. Yeah. I feel like when you're in a cult, you believe in whatever you you're culting over so yeah. much that you are willing to do whatever it takes and put your body to whatever it needs to do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Well, it's yeah. like that's because that cult it, that's your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll do whatever it takes. That's all they ever really know. I mean, a lot of times young kids are born into cults and mm-hmm. they're raised through it, so that's that's all they ever know. It's like um in religion, like in like different religions where they have like those priests pray over someone like and heal them instantaneously that's not really them healing yeah. instantaneously that's you know you wanting to believe that you were healed instantaneously mm-hmm. yeah unless they, it was unless <clears throat> unless it was a thing to get the people to pray over them and they believe to make them seem higher power than they really are yeah they prayed over them they're like oh my god we we, we finally did it yeah we got them to stop it. praying worked and they're like no we were just tired <laughs> we, just, we just finally wanted to stop <laughs> so crazy yeah, so weird that's interesting listen that's, my yeah. that's a crazy ass party though that's gotta be a world record for longest <laughs> yeah, right? party longest dance longest party, party? that shit's crazy that's literally like the Hocus Pocus movie maybe that's what it was based off of maybe mm-hmm. mm. you looking to try to break that streak of longest party <laughs> how long was it four months yeah alright four months wait four day. months dancing straight <laughs> yeah I feel like that can't be possible yeah they had to have eaten that's the thing that's what I'm saying poop? they had to eat and they had to go to the bathroom and they had to drink like you need certain things to live so did they just sit well, they, were, were they dying. dancing were they there twerking was... on the bat, like the, the bathroom or something like what were they doing there was probably always at least one person dancing well I would I would assume probably more than one there's probably always a group dancing and like one of them would go to the bathroom and come back and then the other one would go you know what I mean yeah 
like shifts like that. It just it takes Imagine turns. dancing till your bones broke. Yeah, no. Nah. I mean, I feel like I, <laughs> I at this point I walk and my bones break. So <laughs> <laughs> that's some crazy shit. That's 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 a mind out mind over matter shit, like Juliana was saying. Oh, yeah. for sure. Crazy. All right. Conspiracy number two. On right. to conspiracy number two. <clears throat> Let me, let, me, let me put my suit and tie on for this one. <laughs> you don't have a suit. I know. I'm, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, my theory, I figured, you know, I haven't done anything super, super spooky. So, I figured a vanishing forest. <gasps> you enter and you vanish. Okay, that's a little exaggeration. Avatar. A little bit of an over-exaggeration. The last This is the forest of vanishing children. Okay. Oh my god, I've heard of this. Really? Yeah. It's Christian's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually want that associated with my name. Thank you. I don't like children. So, the Forest of Vanishing Children. This was just outside of Los Angeles. There is a 700,000 acre forest. And there's mountains and canyons and all this other shit. And it's called uh, Angela, Angels. I, I should have looked this up beforehand, what it was called. <laughs> Well, it's Los Angeles, so I'm assuming it's Angeles National Forest. And this forest was known for two things. It was known for being incredibly pristine, considering how close it was to Los Angeles City, which is, is so yeah, which is it's so packed no and all that shit. I mean, it's like the city. Yeah, there. it's like yeah. New York City. Like, you want to go to the fucking harbor? Absolutely not. You're gonna get fucking nuked mm-hmm. just by going into it. <laughs> And there's nudie cards all around. Literally, you just take a di- dive in the Hudson River, you're going to fucking come out a mermaid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. So, it was known for being super pristine, super like, beautiful. And it was also known for its sinister history of children vanishing off the face of the earth. <gasps> Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Spooky. So, we go to our first disappearance, which is August 1956. So, 11-year-old Brenda Howell, she was on vacation visiting her sister when she became friends with the local neighborhood boy who was 13 years old. His name was Donald Lee Baker. So, on August 6th, um, Brenda and her new friend Donald, they went on a bike ride to San Gabriel Canyon, which uh, it's in uh, in that national forest, and they were just never seen from again. So, they went on this bike ride, disappeared. And there was a huge search for these children, volunteers, police, Navy personnel. No one ever found them. Wow. And after That's a couple of days of searching, they found Brenda's bike and they found Donald's jacket about a quarter mile from where they were last seen, but no other sign mm-hmm. of the children. And two months later, they found Donald's bike, which was found at Glendora Elementary School because one of the students there had it and he claimed that he found it in the forest. But that was it. Other than um, and why didn't we investigate that? Mm-hmm. That's why I I thought that too. I mean, so the kid you had just his bike. Got it? Like, how'd you just get it? My thing is, I mean, like he could have just found it, and they didn't really think anything of it, you know. But didn't he know it was his bike? Wait, what do you mean? Like they knew it was Donald's bike? Yeah. yeah. The kid? Yeah. No, I don't think the kid knew who this guy was. He just okay. found the bike. He probably was just out in the forest, found the bike. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'll take it. And then the police probably were like, oh, the, like we're looking for this bike, this kid. His like, mom's like, gave wait a minute. He just got a bike that he found. <laughs> yeah. And snitched on him. 
my thing is why would they not be like oh where'd you find that bike kid Bring yeah us literally there. yeah something sus about that and if they did a search with volunteers police and how navy they and all that shit how they not find the second bike? that's what yeah. makes me think something's off about that like if there's a search and somehow he so that means he was there before the search or they just are crap at searching well, they didn't. This was two months after the kids disappeared that they found, they found why the, the they kid had this bike. Oh, okay. So. I was going to say, why did they so, go on the search? Whatever. Okay, so he definitely got it after. Most likely. Uh, or no, he could have gotten it before they searched because he was there when it happened. Because he killed oh. him. Oh. He was the third kid that nobody knew about Ooh. that went on the bike ride. Mm-hmm. That's us. Christian Just in case. <laughs> case closed. Wow. Queen Latifah took another one out. <laughs> so all they ended up finding was both their bikes and donald's jacket and that was it they nobody ever saw the kids again and there was no other signs of them they just that's terrible disappeared they literally just vanished and that can you was imagine it. the poor parents yeah, just, i feel so bad like what, what uh, i can't even imagine that so then that was 1956 so the next year march 23rd 1957 there was uh this guy named l Eldon Bowman and his brother-in-law Gordon Wicks and they were hiking in the forest with their young children and among those children there was one who was the oldest his name was Tommy Bowman and while they were hiking Tommy ran ahead of them and he turned around a bend which wasn't far they were right there and they couldn't see him once he went around the bend so they just kept walking and moments later only, I, would, I would assume like no more than 30 seconds later they go around the bend and Tommy was just gone what? what is going on it. dude? No, they never saw him again. And they just assumed he was nearby because they literally were right behind him when he went around the bend. So they assumed he was nearby. They were yelling his name. They didn't hear your response. They didn't see nothing. No, like no jacket, nothing of his. He was just gone. So they called the cops and the cops also assumed that he couldn't have gone that far because they literally just saw him go around the bend. So they quickly, they uh, created search parties. They were looking and weeks went by, and they had no sign of this kid. Nothing. That's like crazy. I said, not, not even a jacket, not even so weird shoes, nothing. And they had canine units, they had air support, volunteers, police, the, and everybody was just so confused on how this kid could have literally vanished so quickly. The only thing that I'm thinking it could have been is a, not, I don't know, serial killer or serial, serial kidnapper. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Someone who knew the woods inside and out had like a secret trail and. Just was able to take someone with it, you know. Oh my god, mute that my shit. My <laughs> You're fucking fired. Uh, you're, you're fucking fired. <laughs> uh, but like so, someone who knew the woods good enough, more than the police, that they can just take a kid and make them vanish and look like no one was there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing that would make sense. Uh, uh, or we're talking parent, you know, yeah, supernatural, supernatural things. Mm-hmm. Like the upside down. Well, remember when I did that? uh, I forget the kid's name, but it was the disappearance of that like six-year-old kid who was with his dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that? (laughs) Oh yeah, Smoky Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Smoky Mountain, and I think it was in Tennessee. And it was the same thing. He literally went to go hide in the bush, just prank his cousin. I think his cousins that were coming over uh, to the cabin to go camping with him, and they literally never found him. Yeah, the dad so killed him. Yeah, but so, same thing. Like, what the hell? I think it's kind of what Christian's saying, how it's somebody kidnapping them. He just knows, yeah. the, he or she knows the yeah. forest so well. But I think it even goes further than that. I think it's some sort of weird forced cult. 
You know, like when the you see feral those... people. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Skinwalkers. Exactly. That's that a very big possibility. That's what that I think. It's people who just yeah, like live in the forest. Like muffle him from screaming. I don't know. Chloroform? Yeah, chloroform. Well, you can just sh- well shot in the uh, neck. Wait till I tell you this next one because you thought that was quick from this video. It gets even fucking quicker. All right, let's hear this one. So, so okay, so like I said, Tommy went around the bend, gone, never to be seen again. Um, so this it gets weirder. This, so they never found a clue. The only clue they ever got was two weeks after Tommy disappeared. The Bowman family got an anonymous letter in the mail. And the letter said that Tommy was still alive, and he was in the company. He was in the company of an adult male, and then another letter that said that Tommy was living in Oklahoma. Weird. Oh my god, those parents! Weird, right? Those parents. But nobody knows if these letters were are actually like, true. real, yeah, or yeah, it could have been people about... fucking around with them because people yeah. are assholes. That's just. I imagine being a parent. And your kid goes missing, and there, you, there's no leads, and all of a sudden you get this letter. Like, that glimmer of hope to then just be like, uh, another letter shows up and kind of just discredits the first one, and then mm. now you have no idea what to believe. So that glimmer of hope just got taken away immediately. That's it's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. And my thing is, I feel like these are fake, and people are messing with them, which is, I don't know why you would do that. Disgusting. But it's because, so the first two kids I talked about, right? So there's those two, this one, and there's one other kid that I'm going to talk about. So it's four kids in total. And this is the only kid yeah. where his family got a letter, which makes me assume. Because yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that all the kids, if they got taken, it was the were probably way. by the same person or the same cult yeah. whatever. So why is this kid the only one that got, his family got a letter? Yeah. Because people, I'm assuming I think it was it's fake. fake. People were just messing with them. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know why terrible. you would mess like that. Because it's not funny. No. It's so. people's lives. That was it. That was the only sliver of evidence that could have been real, could have been fake, was those two letters. So then July 12th, 1960, there was a kid, Bruce Howard Creeman, or Kremen. He was on a camping trip with the YMCA to the National Forest, and Bruce was with other children, and he was with a, an adult supervisor, and they went on a hike that was only 300 yards from the campsite. So Bruce got tired, and he was sent back to the campsite to rest. So while he was walking back, the uh, supervisor was turned around, watching him walk back to the campsite, make sure he got there safe. And just when he was about to reach the campsite, the supervisor turned around to continue the hike, assuming he made it there because he was literally, he was literally right there. So they were like, all right, he's good. We don't have to watch him walking because he's literally right there. Like, we're going to go wrong. Turned around, they walked away, and that was it. He never made it to the campsite, and he was just never seen from a gun. What the hell? Yeah. That's crazy. How fast is this? I don't know. But he, I think that's so crazy because he was, I mean, I can only assume that he was right there. Because, I mean, I'm sure we've all done this before where you, like, you're watching somebody walk somewhere. Mm-hmm. And when they're pretty much right there, you just turn around because you're like, okay, they're mm-hmm. there. They're there. Yeah, yeah they're like, fine. What's, what's going to happen between them and walking two more steps? So how could this kid have literally just disappeared if he was, I can only assume, a couple of feet from the campsite? My thing is, like, why are we going into these woods with kids? Like, <laughs> yeah. literally. There have After been that, now numerous children who have gone missing, and you're still sending your kids into the, the woods. <laughs> and the mm-hmm. YMC is like, hey, guys, this is our next hiking location. <laughs> We're in <location."> the woods. <laughs> it's BYOP. Bring they're your own ad- protection. <laughs> they're advertising it. They're like, hate your kid. Want to get rid of them? No questions asked. <laughs> We're going to go on a hiking trip to these woods. <laughs> 
It's like a raffle. If you're lucky, your kid will get stolen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that out. Ever really bit? I'm not gonna say it. Oh my god. That was like me. Before. I don't even want to know. I, we'll, we'll discuss it later. Save it for after. You know what it is? No, but I don't even want to know. New realms after dark. <laughs> On our OnlyFans. Rated rated X. Wait. Pause. <laughs> so. Spider. This kid. Oh no disappeared nobody ever saw bruce again they yeah. searched for him they had again police volunteers and nobody ever found anything nothing not even a shoe or nothing that was it just disappeared how? it's so i know i don't get how you don't hear them and the thing is somebody who so assuming somebody took him they had to have literally been watching and they had to have yes. been pretty close to him yes because my thing is if they weren't close there's no way they could have ran and grabbed them and dipped that fast Plus, how did nobody hear rustling in the leaves? Right? That's exactly. what I'm saying. Well, people can get really good at that. Like CIA mm-hmm. agents and stuff like that. They're trained to not make sound. So people like the feral people or some, yeah. someone who a cult that lives in the woods, like you were saying, they wouldn't know how to not make sound and how to be fast. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they trained to do to kill animal, like mm-hmm. different animals. True. So they know how to make themselves less known. Mm-hmm. So the, it kind of, I think, pushes it more into that theory of, like, this probably is a cult mm-hmm. that lives in the trees and is maybe cannibalistic. Maybe they just, like, killing people, but I don't think that, I don't know, that could be a thing. But I feel like that's not really a motive for people who just live in the woods. All right, let's go to these and woods the thing and is, try it out. It's old <laughs> children. So why are they stealing children? Mm-hmm. You know? Sex Easy. trafficking. I don't know. Maybe. Easy target for them to eat. You know what it is? It's because they're smaller and they're easy to grab. Yeah, that's that that's it. true. Which makes it even more believable it's a cult. Mm-hmm. So, um, those were the four kids that were taken. Wow. Never heard, seen, heard from again. Disappeared, vanished. So, on July 12th, 1960, um, which was three years after the last... Not three years, I'm sorry. 1960 was the... Okay. March 6, 1970, which was 10 years after uh, that, the last one, the last kid, Bruce, was taken, they still had no leads, no leads, no evidence, until a 51-year-old man named Mac Ray Edwards walked into the Los Angeles Police Department foothill station, and he, confe- he confessed that he was been sexually abusing and killing six children between the years of 1953 and 1970, and the first two children that were missing it was 1956 up until 1960 so those four fit right into the years that he was talking about wait 1963 no no no. 1960 1956 to 1960 is when the kids were taken and he walked into the station in 1970 and said he was active from when those dates he said he was ap- uh, active from 1953 oh to he said 1973 that's why i was like what oh did i yeah my bad. Okay, so that makes sense then. That he would be able to be responsible for the murders. Mm-hmm. He's that fast? I guess so. But he so he actually named two of the children, the first two, Brenda and Donald. And obviously like they've been missing since 1956. And he named those children. So that made it a little more believable. He also... He could have saw that article. Yeah, he could have yeah, saw exactly, it on the news or something it was, like that. I'm sure it was popular. Yeah. So the police asked him to bring them to the children's bodies, and he did. He was like, Oh, yeah, sure. really? So he brought them there, but when they got there, there was no sign of bodies. 
Really? And Mac was never charged with the abduction of Brenda and Donald because they had no ev- no evidence yeah. towards it. However, he was still found guilty of being a serial molester of children, and he would later be convicted for three murders and sentenced to death. Nice. Although he never made it to his sentence death because he killed himself on death row by hanging himself with a power cord. Nice. <laughs> Justice. <laughs> so while he was in prison... Uh, he kept admitting that he was behind all the disappearances of these children in the forest, but there was never any evidence that was a- actually found tying him to that. So I don't really... It's weird. So, it seems, to me, I don't it seems like taking, he just wanted the credit. Yeah, right? Yeah. He was taking credit. Mm-hmm. What a sick fuck. Um, so not long after he killed himself, there was a letter that he wrote that surfaced where he actually went back on all of his confessions and said... He didn't do any of them, but the deaths were actually caused by a man that he called Billy the Cripple. But nobody ever found out who Billy the Cripple was. The police just threw this away because they assumed that he was just a, dis- yeah. he was just a distressed man, just talking nonsense. Obviously, we can't take so, his word for yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, they still should look into I it mean, a little bit, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there's like tons and tons of like examples of kind of that exact circumstance where there was like is sort of an apprentice to a master of yeah. like s- these crazy sadistic crimes. So best exa- there's like a law and order episode SVU. And then there's also, uh, have you ever seen the show bones? Like one of the like biggest, like plot twists was like one of the people who worked in bones, like that crew, they were like the apprentice of like this big serial killer. Mm. So like that spoiler has alert. been spoiler <laughs> alert for 20 years. Um, <laughs> So, like, that has been something in the, like, film and, like, TV industry for a yeah, long yeah. time. So, maybe there's some merit to that. But at the same time, the dude is probably just crazy and just yeah. wanted credit for anything and everything. You know what's interesting about that is because Billy the Cripple. Okay, this guy's crippled. How is he stealing children so freaking exactly. fast out of the forest? So, he maybe it's what you're did, saying. Maybe he did grab the children for him. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. maybe this guy, Billy the Cripple. Mm-hmm wanted to take the children but he couldn't anymore so this guy mac was his apprentice and he would take the children for him and then bring them to billy the cripple and then maybe one day mac was like i can't do this like i gotta turn myself in and billy was like no whatever blah blah walked away so what did billy do he took the bodies and ran so there's no Ah, evidence ever i mean but they said like there was no evidence of bodies being there at all so that's true that's true maybe he hid it really well yeah i don't know or he just never told him or he told him a different spot Mm -hmm. purposely it's, these, it's very possible. Those are the conspiracies. Wow. We're coming up with our own right now, see? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> it's crazy. Still it's impre- very like, sad. I don't care how this guy was so fast. <laughs> that's the thing that's so too. crazy. He was as fast as Usain Bolt. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. And silent. Yeah. Boy, so, lying. obviously nobody ever knew what happened, but people believed that Mac was actually the one that took the children. Mac Miller. Um, others, they believe things like, uh, I don't know, maybe they got lost which my i was one of those things that just doesn't make sense is how the hell did they get lost in 30 seconds when okay the two kids who rode the bikes i could understand because they were just riding the bikes by themselves of course though that one kid who turned the bend and disappeared how did he get lost if he just turned the bend he could just turn the bend and stop exactly Mm -hmm. or the per the kid who was at the camp yeah he was exactly three feet from the camp i don't know about three feet but he was a couple feet i'm assuming from the campsite yeah and the thing was Where this, where they were hiking, where the supervisor was, where the supervisor stopped to watch him, you could see the campsite from where the supervisor was, yep. which was like 300 yards away. So if you could see the campsite from back there, I can only assume 
while this kid was walking up, he clearly saw the campsite. So I don't know how he could have got lost. That that's what made me think it's definitely probably someone who took him Mm -hmm. because there's other than being a different dimension or going to like the upside down or some crazy paranormal thing, like a different explanation would be like someone had to have taken them. Yeah, and it couldn't have been animals because you would have saw. You would you would hear. Yeah, Yeah, you would hear exactly. Unless it's a skinwalker. (laughs) Yeah, but nobody. Nobody knows what happened, and there's still no evidence to this day. And these kids just vanished off the face of the earth. And that wow. was it. Damn. Mm-hmm. A little spooky. Was Pennywise active during those years? Um, you know what? Let me do my date. Hold on. Let me call, let me call my guy real quick. Yeah. Is uh, is Pennywise active in uh, 1953 to 1960? Okay. Uh, he actually retired, Juliana. Oh. Yeah, he retired in the 1800s. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Okay, conspiracy number three. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, have you guys heard... You get, We all know trick-or-treating, right? Juliana. <laughs> um, Juliana. <laughs> They probably didn't even hear what you just said, so I'm not going to blast you for it. Thank you. Juliana just farted. <laughs> I literally have never yeah. farted ever in my You life. literally just farted. You literally just... Like four times anyway. now. Thanks for exposing me. I didn't expose you. I know. So Girls don't fart. Are you a guy? <laughs> so we all know... two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> they all have so buttholes. Bruh. James, James is undressing <laughs> in front of us right now. James, what is put happening? Your pants on. Why do you have sh- what? He always does this. James, why do you have sweatpants under your jeans? He These are my pajama pants. Does this? Don't you guys remember when me and James first started dating and we were at my house and you guys were there? I think it was for the Friendsgiving party. Yeah. And James literally took off his jeans to reveal his pajama pants that looked like jeans. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember That's that. Funny. <laughs> That was some shit I would do too. <laughs> that was just wild that James just did that right now. <laughs> These pants have holes all God. over them too. Good thing we're in underwear. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, anyway it's yeah. getting hot in here. I have to take my pants so, off. Christian, go ahead. <laughs> we all know trick or treating. Smell and we, my feet. Smell my feet. <laughs> Give me something good to eat, bitch. Um, <laughs> but no razor blades. No razor blades. That's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. So you, all of our parents probably had us check our candy, right? Thinking there's holes in it. Someone mm-hmm. put razor blades it. in it. Somebody injected some poison in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone yep. tampered with the candy. Yep. Now, what if I told y'all that all these conspiracy theories was based off of only one incident? I believe you. I, I actually think you. I know that. Mm-hmm. So... There is this man, a, a journalist, Joel Best, and he put an article together because I read it from an article and me and Juliana also discussed this before. Yes. Um, so he was examining like why uh, we examine candy and how did this get so exaggerated and, and does it really happen? And he could not find significant proof that this happens often. He only found one case where it resulted in death, which is the case we'll talk about. And there's only from 2008 to 2019 been eight cases that have been filed of someone tampering with candy. Yeah. Only eight in 11 years. Yeah. So that's crazy on itself. I feel like it's hard to tamper, harder than people think to tamper with candy too. 
My well, thing is, when I was believe somebody put razor blades in a Twix bar, <laughs> how are they doing Not that? Not Twix. That's my favorite. I mean, like, also, like, I was looking for, like, a hole in the side of the candy or something like that, but, like... At least let it be Three Musketeers. Like. I feel like I still... If I was a kid, I'm gonna be honest. Sorry, Mom. I probably would have ate it, like, if I saw the hole anyway. <laughs> so... Like, eat, <laughs> I'll just give the advice. Eat around the razor yeah, blade. Yeah, eat around. Like, if you see a hole, just eat around the hole. Yeah. Just kidding. Do not follow that advice if you're a child. We are not giving any sort of medical exactly. advice on this podcast. Don't chew it. Just swallow it whole. any injuries that we have. That if you it. swallow it whole, it'll probably just go past your system, honestly. Yeah, you just swallow the candy bar whole. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> deep throat snickers. Uh, in ni- so this all stemmed from a huge murder in 1974 after a Texas man named Ronald Clark O'Brien poisoned his eight-year-old son with a potassium cyanide-laced pixie sticks shortly after he took out an insurance claim on his children. Uh, O'Brien had reportedly given the poisoned pixie sticks to his daughter and three other neighborhood children in Deer Park. Deer Park. Oh my God! Literally yeah. right down the block. We love I that. I took one of those. All right, I'm not. I'm not going trick or treat never again. So maybe yeah. this is why our parents were so traumatized because it literally happened down the block. But okay. Uh, but the like candy. Forty minutes away, but yeah. Yeah, it was still <laughs> it, on Long Island. Forty minutes down. That's crazy. Was it really Long Island? It says Deer Park. I don't fucking know. Oh okay, maybe hold on, hold Long on. Island. I can. We're not I, I have his background on here. All Texas. Right. Okay. Y'all, never mind. While we're talking about <laughs> Have you seen the Snickle? The sniffle? The snickle. What no. is that? People are making, uh, putting a pickle in a Snickers. No. Disgusting. I don't why want to discuss this. This is why we should put shit in candy, though. Like, fuck <laughs> you people. Like, on, yeah, honestly, get over yourselves. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel and give me a fucking Snickers. I don't want no bullshit with pickles in it. If I want a pickle, I'll eat a fucking pickle. That's mm-hmm. it. Talk That's that talk. It. Period. Talk that talk, boy. Like, I don't want a pickle-infused <laughs> nothing. I want a pickle. You don't want a pickles infused nut? Yo. Okay, well, if you drink pickle juice, if you drink pickle juice, I'm sure it's it going to taste like pickles. It makes your whip up. 20 bucks says Dracula be, <laughs> Dracula be sucking the shit out of that pickle. Huh? <laughs> we love circling it back. Imagine you drank pickle juice and it made your whip up green with bumps. Ew. <laughs> pickle whip. <laughs> We're literally going off of the deep end, but it's okay. Uh, I'll circle back. <laughs> so, um, O'Brien had reportedly given the poison pixie sticks to his daughter and three other neighborhood children in Deer Park, Texas. But the candy had not been consumed, so only um, one, his kid, unfortunately, passed away. O'Brien was found guilty of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder, and he was given a death sentence and was executed in 1984. So, stories of the Halloween sadism notably increased in the 80s around the time of the Chicago Tyronel murders. Oh, yeah. I was going to mm-hmm. say. I think that happened around that time. And according to the uh, Joel Best and his research paper, uh, the unsolved high-profile crime resulted in the death of seven Americans through cyanide-laced uh, tablets uh, and led... To the introduction of tamper-proof packaging over the counter. That's why we have mm-hmm. all those fucking crazy kid-locked things. Wow. Um, but a review of the news stories about Halloween sadism from 1958 to 1983 suggested that the threat has been greatly exaggerated. 
And they also wrote that Halloween sadism can be viewed as like an urban legend, which emerged during the 1970s to give expression to the growing fears about the safety of children and the danger of crime uh, around Halloween and how people, these kids are helpless and can get hurt. Sounds like satanic panic to me. That's exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) So essentially, it's basically these parents creating a panic uh, in order to protect children. Uh, well, that's their their thought process. It's like, oh, we can create a big enough hysteria that pe- kids will always check their candy. Now, I will say there was a case in 2018 where an 11-year-old was charged in North Carolina for putting sewing needles in Halloween candy, oh, heard, which yeah. were distributed to trick-or-treaters and injured at least one child in Rowan County uh, that Fox News reported. And then that same year, a couple from Oregon reported consumption-laced um, gummies. Uh, Metaphetamine? Is that it? Metaphetamine? Methamphetamine. Methamphetamine. So meth. Crystal meth. Oh, crystal meth gummies. They obtained from their children's Halloween bags, according to a press release. Which, first of all... Okay. Crystal meth gummies and Halloween trick-or-treats. <laughs> they probably got caught with crystal meth and said, yep. oh, I found it in my kid's Halloween Exactly. <laughs> There's no way someone's giving that away for free, sweetie. That costs Literally. money. That Literally, costs money. today, I was on Facebook and I Buying saw- Buying crystal meth? No. Yo, my guy. Don't expose <laughs> her like that. I was on Facebook and I saw Ooh, another dude. post, tis the season, of- uh, some random mom and she's like oh my god guys be careful look at all of these edible bags like thc edibles and compare them to regular candy like they are so close people are going to be giving these out for halloween just make sure you're checking your kids can i'm sorry no one's giving out edibles for free no one's Nobody giving is. Haley a fucking bag of edibles <laughs> Karen. <laughs> No one. Literally. Get a grip. Like, we're not spending our hard-earned cash on your little fucking kid. No offense. <laughs> Check the candy. Be digi- diligent? diligent? Yes, diligent. Be diligent, but... But don't be annoying. Enough with the, like, the overwhelming panic. Be yeah. a vigilante. My hot take. I agree. What? Be a vigilante. Be a vigilante and don't kill people with candy. Do it another way. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Don't kill people. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Just shutting this light off. Sorry. Do that on your own time. Yeah, know. what the fuck? Is, oh, anyways. Well, that was my theory. Mm-hmm. thought we would just bice it up a little bit. I love it. And talk about Halloween since it is coming up, which is kind of crazy. Two days. It's not two days. Uh, when the people listen to this, it will be two days. No, it'll three. be three no. days. I remember sitting Damn. on Christian's floor looking at our candy, and our parents were like, make sure you look. If it's open, don't eat it. Oh, my candy was open, I was eating it. Same. <laughs> Anthony, did, literally same. Like, I, Candy would be open, I would still eat it. Yeah, I never really Did cared. any of you actually ever check it, check it, though? Yes. Yeah, I would, yeah, check, would check, it, check it. And, like, our parents made us, like, look at the seams. So, like, yeah. especially, I remember vividly of, like, the Kit Kats. I would look on like the seam of the Kit Kat and I remember seeing holes I'm like eh. uh, yeah anyway. I remember looking at the candy that was open on the sides and I was like I, was open I mean like because it, it could have got ripped in the bag like mm-hmm. yeah I didn't die I was gonna say you're both still yeah, here yeah we're still here yeah I mean I mean I'm just attacking it could have been a disease that takes 93 <laughs> years to kick in it's when you're 93 I'm just stuffed I would love that Actually, God. I'm going to die at 30 anyway, so it won't kick in yet. Conspiracy right there. We should talk about that in the podcast. We have. 
We have. Yeah, but we'll do a little deep dive on it. A deep dive on how I'm down to 30. <laughs> Who's going to kill me? We love that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was my theory. Love it. Oh. Conspiracy All right. number four. Okay. Take it away, Juliana. I'm very excited about my theory today. Oh, hold on. Let me adjust my mic. <laughs> I'm going to do sound effects. I'm back. <laughs> okay. There you go. Today on New Realms Nightmares, episode four, <laughs> I am going to be talking about... Dr. Jack Kevorkian. Oh. Do we know who he is? Anthony seems to know. Christian, do you know? I've heard the name. You have to okay. remind me. AKA, I, I don't remember what he's from, but I know that name. Dr. Death. Yes. Dr. Didn't Evil. Didn't I say that? Oh, no. I said, I said the other Yeah, you thought I we were talking about guy. the angel of death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joseph Mengele from the Holocaust, who did the twin experiments. Not him. Someone else. Okay, so... Dr. Kevorkian, he was, little background, okay, he was born in Michigan on, <laughs> I wrote May 36th, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume it's May 26th, oh, 1928. My. She couldn't even get her research This correct. is what I get for writing it, typing it on my computer, instead of writing it down. Okay, anyway. Oh my computer. god, you didn't have a paper today. I know, I have it on my phone. I typed it on my computer and you then gotta I sent it, it to out myself. So you can put it here. True. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when he was a kid, um, he was known in his community to be somewhat of a child prodigy. Um, he taught himself multiple languages, which I thought this was really impressive, including German, Russian, Greek, and Japanese when he was a kid. That's crazy. Prodigy. Obviously. Maybe not obviously, but because of this, he didn't have a lot of friends and he spent a lot of time by himself. Why is him knowing languages was like, obviously he's not going to have friends. (laughs) Just because he was like, he was really, really smart. He was kind of a nerd, quote unquote. And he spent a lot of time indoors by himself studying. I mean, he's an introvert. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I feel like people, I always was fascinated by people who knew more than one language. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, they're so cool. Like, they know know, like three languages. That's crazy. It's iconic. So I'm not going to tell you what he did yet because I want to kind of. Save it for the end, because it's just crazy. Don't even worry. I already Googled it. Don't worry. Thanks, James. <laughs> okay, so he graduated high school in 1945, and he went on to attend the University of Michigan Medical School in Ann Arbor, and he graduated from there in 1952. Okay. So, afterwards, he did his residency training in anatomical and clinical pathology, and he did some research on blood transfusions. Okay. The blood transfusions part is important to note for later. Was he Dracula? No. Hey. <laughs> I thought we were circling back. Okay, that so... That would be crazy. His colleagues kind of acknowledged that he was very fascinated by death, and he was very determined to give some sort of meaning to people who were about to die or, like, who did just die. So, at first, he suggested that prisoners who were on death row should be allowed to volunteer. So, they would have to voluntarily, um, basically sign papers and say, yeah, I want to, uh, commit to this and this is what is going to be done to me after I die. So, he thought that they should be allowed to volunteer to undergo, and this is a quote, medical experimentation under complete anesthesia. So, at the time appointed for administering the penalty, so at the time that they were going to be executed, as a form of execution in lieu of conventional methods prescribed by law. So basically, 
these medical examinations and using their body for science would be what would wind up killing them, but they'd be under anesthesia the whole time. So that was a little shaky. Well, I guess that's an ethical <laughs> dilemma. Yeah. Um, so the idea was rejected by pretty much all of the senior doctors uh, at the hospital he was working at. Um, he, so instead, he suggested um, that they harvest the organs from the inmates that are on death row instead of doing that, but his idea was rejected again. So, while he was working as a pathologist at Pontiac General Hospital in Michigan, he experimented with transfusing blood from deceased patients into live patients who were also dying. Um, so, he even tried to do this with staff members who gave him permission, and it was it wound up being a successful procedure. So, he would go to these, like, recently deceased bodies, uh and be able to transfuse the blood from them into... I mean, that's not weird. I feel... Because your blood is still... Yeah, I guess ...going. So. Like, it's just blood. Yeah. Hey, reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> and <laughs> well, that, that is what he wanted to do. Does something happen to your blood when you die? Like, is it, does it get rotten or something? I think... I mean, that's why they have to embalm people. I mean, I'm pretty sure after a while, the oxygen... Uh, what time is it? I want... Maybe we can phone in Barbara? No, it's too late. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Yeah, right? <laughs> um... So he actually thought that this was such a um, profound technique that he proposed it to the Pentagon, thinking that it could be useful for soldiers on the battlefield. Like if someone was injured, they could just take blood from someone yeah. who recently was deceased. But again, his idea was rejected. That would be a good idea. Yeah, but they were like, we don't really need this. They It literally was a whole article like about like, all his ideas are getting it. shot down. Yeah. They were like, just um, like, our soldiers are expendable, so we don't really care if they die. <laughs> rejected over why and over did, again. Why did they deny the, the like, the, like, taking of the organs after the death? I don't know. That's a weird one, because if you volunteer for it, like, yeah. if he's, I don't mm-hmm. know if he said, oh, they they don't volunteer. Yeah. But if they volunteered for that, I feel like that's fine. I think it had I to do like... with the methods that they were getting killed because it, I'm pretty sure it was either at that time it was by hanging or by electric chair. So I don't okay. know if there's any medical issues with harvesting organs after you've been on the electric Definitely chair. Definitely can't get a heart if you're electric. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, James? I feel like science can only go so far if we're not willing to do things that might be a little unethical. Yeah. I know that sounds unethical because it is. No, I 100% but agree with you. I feel like we'll never really find out certain things. We'll never answer certain questions if we don't go beyond certain boundaries. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to cross them. <laughs> Sometimes you yeah. get the but result you want. I feel but. like this isn't like these guys, like these prisoners, they're dying anyway. So why not put, they've, they've obviously been horrible people so why not put them to some good use yeah. and use their bodies and that was his argument to, for science like you think about there could be so many things that we could do like possibly cure some certain diseases something if we can test things on real humans who are going to die anyways i know it sounds super unethical and it totally is but i feel like there sometimes you just sometimes you just to gotta play. cross boundaries mm-hmm gotta play hard and it's not like these are innocent people that are good like these are obviously horrible people they're fucking yeah. dying I, well to me he said volunteer and that, i think that's As the biggest thing yeah. like, and if they're yeah. volunteer, if they wanted to volunteer yeah, yeah, yeah. they can volunteer yeah. i don't see what's the problem they, they're the, i guess maybe they're saying it's unethical because they're going to try to coerce them into doing it 
and then it's not really volunteering because they don't have the power in that situation while they could probably leverage something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what they're getting at, but still, uh, if they're volunteering, you, they're volunteering. Yeah, you got that's their a, yeah, word. Especially. Right? They agree. You got their oh word. my God. Barbara with the fast response. <laughs> I love her. So I asked her what happens uh, to your blood when you, you die, and she said it doesn't have oxygen, so I believe, like your tissue, it dies and eventually would rot. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like if it was soon enough after, you'd still be able to harvest the blood. I said that. I said the oxygen yeah. probably leaves. Yeah. So, thanks, James Barb. is really smart. He got yeah. an A in anatomy and physiology. <laughs> I got a B plus. Thanks. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> he almost got an A. Uh, I got an A in anatomy and physiology. Okay. One and two. Nobody likes a bragger, Christian. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so I also really quick. I do think that it was because he was kind of seen as like a weirdo it in was, the medical it was, community. It's a little sadistic. I know. I get it. Yeah, and doctors, I think they were really just turned off by him because of that. He did not have a lot of support in anything he did medically because Maybe people there's a just, reason. Yes. People just weren't really that fond of him. Anyway. Now we get into the juicy part. So after this all happened, it was during the 1980s and Dr. Kevorkian wrote a series of articles for medical journals. And in the articles, he described his thoughts on the ethics behind euthanasia. So. Okay. In 1987, he started advertising himself in the newspaper as a doctor who could do consults for, and I quote, death counseling. Because in the articles, he basically said that he was very for euthanasia. He thinks it should be free will. You should choose when you're able to die. All those things. Do you want to elaborate on what euthanasia is for people who don't know? Euthanasia. Yeah, it's not youth in Asia. <laughs> not to be confused to with be confused. young people in Asia. <laughs> the youth um, in Asia. <laughs> It's that's basically funny. Even, that's actually really funny. Like physician assisted that? suicide. No. Right? That's what was it? Physician Sorry. assisted suicide. Yes. Yeah. I like think that's a good way to describe it. You're dying and you're in so much pain. It, it's or, a, like just, mercy killing in a yeah, way. Yeah. 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 So. Which, uh, this is a very controversial topic. Yeah. But. Actually, when I did my uh, communications project, mm-hmm. when I was in college, I did a whole uh, persuasive powerpoint on euthanasia and the pros and cons of it mm-hmm. i mean to me it's your own will like it, yeah. do what you got to do that's well, the, if people are volunteering yeah let them do what they want to well that's why like it's crazy to me that suicide's illegal because what's gonna happen like if you're Wait, successful suicide it, is illegal yeah what yeah suicide's illegal what yeah wait what's what gonna about- happen if i succeed what is so, going to jail? If you attempt it, is it? That's so why you illegal? go to the psych ward. Well, yeah, I mean, you go to the psych ward definitely. That's why, because it's illegal. So that's a legal way for them to hold you. Interesting. What? I never heard that before in my life. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I have heard that before. Yeah, I thought it was a joke to be honest with you. I'm actually shook at that. That's crazy. I never knew that. I don't know how. They just dig up your body and throw you in prison. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that She's going to jail. She just failed at attempt attempting suicide. Oh God. Like, that's, that's so crazy. embarrassing. Like, if I went to jail for that, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. So, in 1987, he started advertising himself as consults for death cut. Death? Oh, my God. Death counseling. Two years later, he carried out his first public assisted suicide on a 54-year-old woman named Janet Atkins. And she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. So, it was important to note that... Janet 
was recently diagnosed. It was just a couple of years of her, of her having it. And she didn't have any really severe symptoms, but she was just so worried about what was yet to come for her. So she and her, she and her husband, really her husband was pushing for this. And I thought it was interesting. He actually only spoke to her husband about it. Her husband was the one who reached out to him. And it wound up being that the two were communicating and he didn't even meet with Janet or talk to her about her reasons as to why she wanted to, like, take part in this physician-assisted suicide until, I think it was, like, the day that it was happening and they were talking about it. Mm. So I thought that was kind of controversial. So he wound up getting charged with her murder uh, the next year, but the charges were dropped because there were no laws in Michigan at that time that addressed physician-assisted suicide. Uh, and then the state of Michigan wound up revoking his medical license, which made it a lot harder for him to obtain any sort of drugs or anything like that to take part in these suicides. So, just some statistics. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what he did first, and then I'll tell you the statistics. So, between the years of 1990 and 1998, he assisted over 130 patients with suicide. And he was tried... Yeah, he was tried four separate times for assisting suicides, and he was not convicted until the end of 1998. It was in November. <clears throat> so, it was actually reported that 60% of the patients who died with Dr. Kevorkian's help were not terminally ill, and at least 13 did not complain of being in any sort of pain. Okay. That yeah. is... That's actually, fun. that... I didn't even think about that. It You... You can't, like, that, no, that's not, that mm -hmm. is not how it should be used. Yeah. It should be used for people who are literally on their deathbed and are in so much pain. Yeah. And they just can't take it anymore. That's disgusting. Exactly. So, people have speculated, this is, like, another thing, people have speculated that the death counseling, in quotes, uh, that he offered was way too quick, with at least 19 of the people dying within the first 24 hours of them <gasps> meeting. Yeah, that's crazy. So he really just right? wanted to kill people. So he was people. just lying, probably. I don't know. That seems sadistic. Maybe, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he, maybe he like promoted it as like I could take your pain away. Yeah. A little at a time. Yeah. Or he just said you have like 24 hours to live. If you take this, it but will be. It's weird because I watched um, this interview with him. It was an old interview that he did right before he actually got arrested and uh, convicted. And he was talking with this guy, and he was like, he he was almost like. It was a mix of him gloating about it and being like, well, people have free will. I think that if you, like, if you choose how you get to live, you also should choose how you get to die. And I'm doing this for myself because I'm 71 years old and when I'm older, I want to be able to have that decision. And it was just really, like, he had such a strange demeanor. I don't know how to describe him, but there was just something off with him. Like, he, and the guy who he was talking to, the interviewer, he was like, wow, like, I forget the exact words that he used when he was like, wow, like, you're really, like, you're, like, this is sadistic. He didn't use that exact word, but, and he was like, well, I mean, I can't argue with you. If you're going to say that I'm sadistic, then, I mean, that's your opinion. I can't really, I can't argue with it. And yeah. almost to, like, admitting that he basically is, like, sadistic, which mm. I was like, what the fuck? See, my thing is, like I was saying before. If somebody who is in pain and shit like yeah. that, okay, that makes sense mm -hmm. because they're in a lot of pain and just can't deal with it anymore. But people who are just like, you're I am fine. not pain, mm -hmm. I just want to die. You, you as a doctor, as a somebody who's a medical professional, you shouldn't be like, yeah, I'll kill you, I'll, I'll help you. Like, I'll exactly. Kill you. you should be like, okay, 
you need some like mental health. mental health. Exactly. What That's year crazy. was this again? Nineteen. Um, it was between nineteen ninety 1990 and nineteen ninety eight. Okay, so there was talks about mental health during this time. And the, yeah, I would say this was before the time people talked about mental health. No, but yeah. no, the, these people had options to go <laughs> mm-hmm. to therapists and uh, talk about their issues. So like, he really just failed them as a physician. Okay, you you guys are gonna love this. Um, even though he was constantly explaining the importance of psychological evaluations as part of the process. He failed to do so for at least 19 of the patients that he killed. Bruh. So he said a psychological evaluation should absolutely be mandatory for anyone who wants to participate in physician-assisted suicide. Mm-hmm. And literally just didn't do it for 19 of the people. He's lying. Exactly. See, he was it's lying so to try to off. get people behind him. Yeah. yeah. But no one was supporting no him in this. Like, there was one psych- psychiatrist, I think he said, who was helping him and supporting him, but only towards the end. Wow. And that was he it. He just went about it all wrong. Yes. I mean, like, totally. Like he, and that's the thing. He went about it all wrong because he probably enjoyed it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think it was his uh, his real plan was to be sadistic, mm-hmm. but he's like, "How can I make this legal?" Mm-hmm. And that's when he brought it up as, "Oh, be voluntary." Mm-hmm. Um, we're you know make sure that these people on their death beds. We're gonna have psychiatric help for them. But in actuality, he actually just wanted to torture and kill people. Well, he didn't really torture them. In my oh, opinion, just kill them. yeah, a lot of the deaths were like pretty quick, and he he used lethal injections, like the three injections. Yeah, the yeah. first one to like put you to sleep. The second like one to like shit, kind of, right? yeah, exactly. The three injections that will kill you. And how long did he do this for again? For eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Who's I was he gonna to- make the argument maybe he, he didn't have enough time to do like sadistic shit, mm. but eight years is a long time. A hundred and thirty, over a hundred and thirty people. Hey, you know my guy slept fine at night. Oh he's yeah, like, oh, he yeah. literally. He's like, it's their choice. It's a hundred percent their choice. I have nothing to do with it. I'm just See, basically, I'm just the conduit. I get that it's their choice, but if they have no reason to kill themselves, it they're not in their right state of mind to make that choice. Yep. Yeah, like oh. cancer patients going through chemo and in a lot of pain, and they have like a couple weeks to live maybe and they're just in so much pain they just can't handle anymore yeah Mm -hmm. then okay that's different understandable if it's their choices they have to they should definitely be a like a week or something to live or and it shouldn't be like that day exactly it should be like okay we'll get you like he he said he was gonna do Mm -hmm. get them psyche psychiatric help Mm -hmm. or or, exactly um, what they want evaluation this is a permanent decision i was gonna say you can't reverse it once (laughs) you do it yeah yeah like this is cold case like right there you're done like exactly you you want to make sure you thought about what you're doing Mm yeah and a lot of these people who are wanting to attempt suicide don't really think it out. They just think it's going to help them in the moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they don't think about the repercussions or what's going to happen after that. It's a permanent solution, a permanent solution. to a temporary problem. A hundred percent. Preach. Okay. And you guys are going to get even more mad at this. There was uh, a few cases of the people that he con- he consulted with, and they didn't even have an accurate diagnosis. Like, they did not have any sort of diagnosis at all there was this one young woman i think she was in her 20s and she was misdiagnosed with multiple scler- multiple sclerosis and never had it 
and they did the autopsy on her and it was it wound up that she was just like using drugs and that like the drug use wound up getting her sick she contracted something and that was like the pain she was feeling but she had a history of depression and a history of substance abuse went to him and said i have multiple sclerosis i want you to do this and he did it like that and that was just one example he's a cold-blooded killer it's sick i mean he really didn't ask questions he yeah, was a shoot first and yeah. don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So then there was one case, which in my opinion, this is the only thing that makes sense. But this is what he wound up getting convicted for and spending time in jail for. So there was a, a young man. Well, he was 52 years old. Uh, his name was Thomas whoa, Yoke. Whoa, whoa. What? Young man. 52 I know. Years I said, old. well, he was 52 years old. <laughs> um, okay, I mean, so, Okay. Thomas Yoke, he was 52 years old, and he was suffering from ALS for the past two years uh, at the time. So, I don't know if you guys have known anyone who has ALS, but it's such a terrible disease. You wither away. I mean, he was a healthy guy, and he went from being diagnosed two years later, can't move his arms, can't move his legs, could barely talk, can't eat, like, just absolutely terrible. It was excruciating. So, and he was in a lot of pain. So his family said that he was suffering immensely, he was in terrible pain, he could barely move, and he was absolutely terrified of choking on his own saliva. So his family, with Thomas's blessing, I guess, wrote a letter to Dr. Kevorkian in hopes that he would be able to end his suffering. Um, They did a consult, and after the consult, uh, Thomas Yoke agreed to receive a direct lethal injection from Dr. Kevorkian because he was unable to perform the injection himself, which was something that a lot of people did because they were able to. So he had this machine, basically, where you would be able to set it off and inject it into yourself because technically he's just supplying you with the means to kill yourself and he's not actually doing it. But there was one other case, and this case of Thomas Yoke, where he physically injected the like medications into him exactly which is murder so with his permission quote-unquote he murdered him so yes so the legality of that is so weird like so i can give you the means to kill you but if you do it yourself it's not murder and that's why he got away with it for so long and i'm not like i'm not trying to defend this but if the person is okay with it and they they know i agree charges are pressed Mm -hmm. quote-unquote because they're okay with it. Yeah. How is it technically illegal if the person who he did it to was okay with it? Exactly. Because if you get into a fight or something happens, if they don't press charges, that's it. Nothing ever happens. But yeah. if they press charges, then it goes to court, whatever. Yeah. So if this person's okay with it and never technically, like, in a way, presses charges, because mm-hmm. obviously they can't press charges after they're dead, but if they're okay with it, they're saying, I don't want to press charges, essentially. But even his How family, ever... I, I watched the interview and his family was like, we needed his help. Like, he was suffering so badly. He yeah, so wanted how to die. Is that technically this was the most humane way. I know. I, it could have been other people. Like, sometimes it's like the state versus whoever if the people can't represent themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Or, well, so that's what happens. Is, yeah. Is the, it doesn't matter what the parents say. It doesn't matter what he says. There's there's no real proof that this is what he wanted so the state has to represent him. Yeah. Because this was a murder in oh, the yeah, state's eyes. Mm-hmm. So the state says, okay, you physically killed someone it doesn't matter if they wanted it or not there's no proof of that other than what the parents are saying that's your best proof Mm -hmm. but it could have been conspiracy that all of you did this to kill him Mm -hmm. so there's no and like he wasn't in the right state of mind to be able to make that his decision on his own according to the state Mm -hmm. so that's you know another legality of it. that's true 
Um, so while they were at the consult, first of all, Dr. Kevorkian recorded this entire <gasps> thing from start to finish, okay? He recorded the consultation. He recorded, I mean, and this guy in the video, Thomas Yoke, you could see he he was just ready to, like, be done with it. Like, he... He fully gave his consent. He wanted life to be over. He was suffering. He was terrified. He just wanted to be dead. And well, you see, can see that, it in the video. If there's a video proof. Then. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I find it interesting that this is what he wound up getting convicted for. Like, with this guy actively giving him his consent. And he explained it to him. And whatever. So, he wound up sensing some reluctance from him. So, he decided to not do it the day of the consultation. And he said let's wait a little bit longer because he was sensing that reluctance so he said let's wait can you wait a month and he's like no i can't wait a month he's like what about two weeks can you wait two weeks he's like no i can't wait two weeks and then he was like okay how about one week we wait one week and if you still want to do it in one week then we'll do it this way you have time to think about it if you want to back out you can back out and he's like okay i'll wait a week two nights after the consultation thomas's family called dr kevorkian and said you need to come here right now thomas in so much pain and he is begging to have this done right now so, Dr. Forkin said okay, and he went there that night. I find it interesting because he told the family to leave the house and make sure no one was home. This way, they could never be charged as accessories to what was about to happen, and they all agreed. They all left the home. And then, Dr. Kevorkian proceeded to record the entire encounter. It was all- and this was all shown on live TV. Like, I watched this video of Dr. Kevorkian injecting- this guy with these three things and killing him on like he he gave it to i think it was like 60 minutes and they're literally showing this on live television i was like what the hell like that i he just thought it was like, crazy that's even he more a hundred he literally it's the actual video right there wow. that's weird the flat line noise like you hear it all it was crazy which means he probably had videos of all the other people that he killed that which i think that he did but i think he openly admitted that because he almost wanted it as proof that he wasn't doing anything wrong because these people are giving their consent. And, I mean, they all signed forms and forms and forms and yeah. consented and consented and consented. But still, I mean, this doesn't change all, like, the, I guess, the ethical part of it. Mm -hmm. um, so, after everything happened with Thomas Yoke, um, well, you see him, and then he, like, immediately died, all that in the video. After everything happened, he wound up, Dr. Kevorkian, winds up getting charged with second-degree murder and the delivery of a controlled substance. Um, so he wound up getting convicted for the second-degree murder, and he received a prison sentence of 10 to 25 years, and he only served eight years of. He was able to get out early for, I think, good behavior, and, like, he agreed that he would never talk about euthanasia and all this stuff again. Uh, and then he, he died, I think, in, like, 2011. But mm -hmm. I thought it was really interesting that I was choosing to talk about him today because when i was younger my my grandpa my mom's dad um he had esophageal cancer and stomach cancer and he was really really sick so he was sick for quite a few months and it's actually 27 years ago on this exact day that he died but a few weeks before he died he died i think it was 1995 or 1996 he was begging my mom to call dr kevorkian because he didn't want to live anymore and he was in so much pain and he was so miserable and he just wanted to be dead so i thought that was really interesting that it was that today and i chose to talk about it and it's the anniversary of his death but do you do that on purpose no i didn't do it on purpose oh what a yeah. weird coincidence i know mm -hmm. yeah that's so, wild yep that's dr kevorkian dr death yeah there is another dr death who like intentionally was killing and maiming his patients but this is the one from the 90s <laughs> Yeah, his name is familiar. I don't I don't remember that though. Yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe we're talking about Doctor, the other Doctor Death, and, and compare. Yeah, that guy was real. Like, you think this is sadistic? At least there was some Mercy. ground yeah. for what he did. Mm-hmm. That guy was just straight up sadistic. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. I think we fucking did it. The that last was that it. was lit. New Rome's nightmares. Besides the Halloween deep dive. Don't forget Halloween. At 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be leasing a special episode. So stay tuned for that. And then we will be back on our normal scheduled times after that. So that Friday. Mm-hmm. So is that, is that Monday, like on Halloween, Monday night? Oh, no, Monday, Monday afternoon, you said. 12 p.m. At 12, yeah. okay. Eastern Standard Time. And we can gotcha. announce the giveaway winner yes. on Halloween. Monday also. Yes, True. we can. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. Make sure you're watching us on all social media platforms at New Realms Podcast. Make sure you're following us on TikTok because we have how many followers? 33. And when we reach 1,000, we're going to do a live Q&A. So we're getting there slowly. Road sure. to 1,000. We actually just posted a video if you guys want to like it. Um, it's so funny. Today we did, but this comes out on Friday. So we're going to have to post another video We're going to post Friday. another one on Friday. Don't you, don't you worry. <laughs> It's going to be funny. And it's going to be funny. My tits might be, be out. just me. Okay, it'll be other people too. Yeah, I'll shake my ass in it. It's fine. <laughs> hey, show it. Christian's going to get our account banned on TikTok. Dracula. Uh, I was about to say, Dracula in this shit. Dracula's about to come up and take your lead. Anyway. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed spooky season. Period. It's been a fantastic month. Yes, it has. Happy. Till next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>